Hello and welcome to the Super Turd Podcast with your host, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert, where we'll talk real estate, sports, business, and beer in the triangle. And now, here's your host, Michael Turbot. And welcome to the Super Turd Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert with the Ida Turbot Group, Total Banker HCW. AKA Super Turb, AKA Coach Turb, and I can't be more than happy to have you here on my podcast. This is actually episode 10. And for many of you guys that are joining me for the first time, I started this podcast to talk about real estate, business, sports, and local beer in the triangle, mainly for local business, entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers in our marketplace. And I can't be more excited to have my guest today, Angela Taylor. She is the lead evening anchor for CBS Channel 17 here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Angela moved here with her family in 2018 and um, has been with the news since then. And prior to that, she actually moved from Florida. So I can't wait for her to tell her story, how she got started, and we'll talk a little bit of news. Before I get into that and bring Angela on the show, she's in the backstage waiting. I can look at her right now. Um, I want to just touch briefly on some real estate tips and something that I talked about last week was the coming soon sign and does it help you sell your home in today's market for anybody that's thinking about selling their home yes the coming soon sign is a big marketing tool the question we get sometimes is how long do we have the coming soon sign term and when should we post it what have you most of the time when we go to a listing our clients have work to do whether that's painting carpet declutter uh, we have to get the home ready. So while we're doing that, we will put a coming soon sign in as well as at the same time, we will list you live on MLS as a coming soon. It will show to the potential buyers out there and buyer's agents when we're expected to go live. That way it creates the urgency. The agents already start calling. And when the home goes live, they'll then set up a time to go see it. We usually we piggyback an open house that weekend. And that way, again, when we go live, we have the activity that we have. Just last week, we had a home go live in Fuquay. We had it coming soon for about a week. Our clients had to get it decluttered and painted. We went live on a Thursday. We had 40 showings over the weekend, and we got multiple offers and sold it that Monday. We're actually even starting to see homes being sold sight unseen because buyers are losing out in these multiple offer situations, so they want to get into a position that they can hopefully get this home off the market before it actually goes live. Our inventory is just so low and the demand is so high, people are looking for property. So again, coming soon are very valuable in the real estate market, whether it's here locally in the Triangle in Raleigh or probably throughout the country. Quickly on sports, I know many of you guys probably watched the one of my favorite Sundays, Championship Sunday. We watched the Bucks beat the Packers and we watched the Chiefs beat the Bills. So the Super Bowl... Should be very exciting. I'm planning on, on the Super Bowl Sunday, going to see my friends at Strike and Barrel, Dave and Katie Carmichael. So if you're in the area, you want to come and watch some football with me. That'd be great. Plus, I'm nearing the end of my 30-day no-alcohol diet. By the way, Angela, your listening background, I am down nine pounds. So I probably will put it all back on Super Bowl Sunday. So that should be a good time. So further ado, I'm going to bring Angela Taylor on the Super Turf Podcast here in just a couple seconds. I'm going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with Angela. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing in the triangle, Michael Turbot with the Ida Turbot Group, Coldwell Banker HPW, will put you in position to win. With almost 15 years of real estate experience, Michael and his team will help navigate you through the real estate transaction from beginning to end. 
always putting your best interest first. In today's competitive real estate market, now more than ever, selecting the real estate professional to assist you with your biggest investment is vital. Please contact Michael Turbot today to find out more on what he and his team do to separate themselves from the rest and help you accomplish your real estate goals. Remember, who you work with matters, and Michael looks forward to hearing from you soon. Angela Taylor, how are you doing? And first of all, welcome back to yeah, the Super Talk Podcast. I'm taping this also, you know, for iTunes and Spotify. So we got little segments broken up. And then also, if you want to stay on for my last segment so we can feature the local beer of the week, that'd be pretty fantastic. So tell everybody out there your name and where you're from. Angela Taylor, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina now. Originally Dallas, Texas. Well, outside of Dallas, McKinney, Texas. All right. And so prior to... so. Give everybody, now you obviously are the lead anchor, Channel 17, CBS News. You do the evening broadcast, yep. the telebroadcast. Tell everybody where you started, maybe where you went to oh, school. Wow. Let's start there. Let's. Where did you go to college? So I went to undergrad at Angelo State University, which is in West Texas. Um, I actually went on a college scholarship, which is what brought me there. Um, really had no intentions in getting in television. Uh, there was a broadcast teacher who asked me if I wanted to host a football show. And I'm going to be honest with you, and I know you're going to be disappointed, but I don't know much about football. I know football, soccer, okay. that was my thing. Uh, but I agreed to do it, and uh, sort of just fell in love with it. And that's how I got my start. And I started interning at a TV station in town, which is where I met my husband. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. That's awesome. So you, you went to, um, was it Angelo State? Yes, Angelo State. So when I coached it, I saw I was a coach at Watchtaw Baptist University. So I know that area real well. We played you guys. And I think you said you played football or soccer. Yes. We actually played Watchtaw Baptist when I was uh, in school there. And I think we lost. And we got in a lot of trouble from our coach. Oh, really? So <laughs> did you just how many how many years did you play? Four years. Four, so you played all four years of, co- of soccer then as you were there. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So you had mm-hmm. this. So what is, because it's interesting, a lot of people that I've been interviewing on the Super Turf podcast, a lot of them have a sports background. How would you say soccer or sports kind of molded or shaped you for your future or what you wanted to do? It's funny because I always, I always say I can tell when I meet people who's played a team sport and who hasn't. Because um, when you play a team sport, you have to learn teamwork and working with other people's strengths and weaknesses. And if you've never experienced that, um, it will be difficult for you in the workplace. And I'm not saying it just has to be sports. I mean, it can be any sort of club or anything that you've been a part of, but you can tell when people um, haven't had that sort of, um, those sort of relationships to sort of mold them as they uh, go into the, to the work field. But I would say, man, soccer taught me, you know, that you really – that everybody has different strengths and weaknesses and uh, you just have to be willing to work with everybody. And I think that, you know, I always say soccer definitely molded me in, in who I am and the way I approach things. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think that a lot of people that were in a competitive, like for example, I didn't get to play college athletics. I was a manager uh, for Charlotte, uh, the Charlotte 49ers. And then of course they helped me get into my coaching career, but I think, it just with scheduling competition, I think it really gets you ready for that next part of your life. So what, so you briefly mentioned it, but so then you were in school. So then you say, I'm going to go into broadcasting. Tell everybody. Right. And so, 
Um, so I, I changed my major to broadcasting and, um, I got an internship at the local TV station. It was a teeny tiny market. Uh, so they let me, um, come in. They eventually hired me to be the morning, um, associate producer and then, then morning producer. And they let me report on the weekends. Of course, it was all for free, which was fine because I just wanted the experience. Um, and so then they ended up hiring me for after I graduated college and I was their weekend anchor, weekday reporter for six months. And then the station that owned us had another station in Abilene, Texas, which was not too far away, but you know, Abilene Christian University. Um, they hired me and I, so I moved up there and was the uh, main anchor there for about five years. A lot of stuff happened. I got married, um, had a baby. And so we ended up staying there a little bit longer than we had anticipated. But it was a good experience, and um, you know we still have great friends there, and we you know we love Texas. So, so you so yeah, you that's changed, how it's totally you, you changed your major. Obviously, was that to communications, or was it a broadcasting major? Yeah, so it was it was um, radio, TV, communications, and I had a minor in um, English and kinesiology. Fantastic. So you started there, and then where did you? Where did you, the next steps or location? What took you to where you are now? What what? Okay, so then so. I, so after Abilene, Texas, um, our daughter was, she was, you know, about to turn a year old. And Justin and I, that's my husband, decided that we wanted to be in a bigger city. So we actually went to, I took a job in Northwest Arkansas, uh, the Bentonville area, which I love Arkansas. You've lived there. I've talked to your wife about this. It's honestly one of my favorite states. It's so beautiful. It's such a hidden gem. Um, we lived there for about four years. And then I took a job in Orlando, Florida. And that was a great experience. Um, and then three years later, we moved here to Raleigh, North Carolina. That's awesome. So sort of, it's been kind of all over. We've, we've moved every three years or so, but we're hoping to stay here. Yeah, you had a bit, I don't know if you want to share the announcement, but it was pretty exciting that I heard yesterday that uh, we'll talk about later. All right. Um, <laughs> now, on <laughs> your bio, and of course, we've talked in the past, you are an Emmy Award winner. Yes. So for people that may be watching this are like, wow, broadcaster, journalist gets an Emmy. What did you get your Emmys on in and, and how do you go about getting an Emmy? Because I think that's pretty cool. So it's absolutely bittersweet. Um, I was living in Orlando at the time of the Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, and if you don't know, that's uh, it was club. Omar Mateen went in and shot 49 innocent people, killed them. It was just an absolutely heartbreaking. I will never forget that day. My co-anchor waking me up at 2.30 in the morning and was like, you have to come to work. And I didn't really, I couldn't process what was happening. And finally, he was like, there's been a shooting at a nightclub. You need to come in. And we were like, and I think I was on air for 15 hours that day, um, just reporting it as everything was unfolding. I mean, it was just an absolutely heartbreaking day. And I think it took us months to finally sit back and breathe. Um, but my Emmy was in the coverage that I did that day, um, just the broadcasting um, but every time I see my Emmy, I look at it and think about those 49 innocent people because, um, that was just, uh, it was a really hard time. Wow. Yeah. That, that was, that's, that was, that's awful. So then when you got the Emmy, was that just through your fellow, I mean, is it a fellow other broadcasters or news anchors? Like, how do you win that? Is it? So you actually have to submit for an Emmy. And so we submitted our, our work and, and, you know, we were the ones that won, which was, which was nice. It just, you know, validated all the hard work that we had put in that, that night, that morning, the next day and for the weeks to follow. Um, you know, cause it was, it was extremely difficult. It was, 
it, it you know, it's extremely mo- emotional time. And, you know, that whole week we'd had a lot of, you know, the Friday before the Pulse nightclub, um, Kristen and Grimmy, who was a voice star, was, was murdered in Orlando. Then the Pulse nightclub happened. And then on Wednesday, we had the little boy who was killed at Disney World um, by an alligator. Um, and then a couple of a couple of days later, we had a Raleigh police officer, or excuse me, an Orlando police officer that was, was shot by a murder suspect and another deputy that was killed. It was just a lot of stuff happening that week. It was just a really emotional time. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Um, so obviously there's some, you know, you were doing the reporting and there's some down things, like sad things. But it leads me to my next mm. question. What do you love most about your business or your job occupation? What, what's your favorite? I love people. You and I are so much alike and your wife and I talk about this all the time, but we just love people. We love being around people. We love talking and sharing stories. And, um, you know, I think that's, I love that people feel comfortable coming to me and wanting me and wanting to talk to me about their life or something that's happened and me being able to share it, um, being able to help people. I mean, we, I have such a big platform that I'm really fortunate that I'm able to, you know, help people in ways that maybe other people aren't. So. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that coming into the office today is I just miss people. And it kind of leads me Mm -hmm. to my next question for you, but I just miss people. And, you know, Jenna, my daughter, I've never seen, mm-hmm. she was so excited this morning just to put her third quarter paperwork into a three ring binder. And I'm just thinking right. it's a whole other topic, but I just know, I just can't wait for them to get back into school and be with friends. And then of course, let's be able to do the same thing because I think as a society as a whole, it's like, we're going to have to reacclimate ourselves back into the wild yeah. just to socialize. And I just miss that. Yeah. So luckily, yes, I'm in a profession too, where Every day is the same. I get to help people, see people. And uh, so so I'm thankful for that. Um, so talking about COVID, obviously that's affected everybody. Oh, so nightmare. How has that affected Channel 17, how you do your job? Is everybody, oh, wow. is everybody in the studio? Um, what regular? I mean, of course, we watch it in the evenings, but there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes that you've had to adjust for that. Right. So we actually are pretty, pretty strict and we have had minimal cases, um, which has been great. But so our reporters and our photographers are not allowed in the building. So they do all of their work remote um, unless the photog comes in to get his equipment, but he has to go through a back door. Um, you know, we have some producers working in the producers, the ones that write the, that write the show. Some of them work from home as well. Um, our marketing team, works from home. I mean, it's minimal staff and no visitors allowed. You have to wear a mask unless you're sitting at your desk or if we're in the studio and there's a limited number of people in the studio. So it's the anchors, the meteorologist, and then of course um, the production staff member. But I mean, they're pretty strict about it. We have cleaning constantly. And again, like I said, minimal cases, which has been so nice because, you know, if one person gets it, you can take out an entire an entire department, but I really feel like our station has done a great job of cleaning and just keeping everybody up to date. You know, we report on this, so we know what the guidelines are. We know what they say. We know what we need to do. We all have our little Lysol wipes by our desk. We have our hand sanitizer. In fact, our engineers made sanitizer for us, like even put our little CBS 17 logo on it, um, just so we always had it with us. And so... You know, I, I think they've done a fantastic job. Um, I'm thankful that I get to go to work. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how 
my other coworkers have to work from home. I imagine that's probably difficult since they're used to being around people. Um, but I'm so thankful that I get to go into work and I, you know, get to sit at my desk and go to my studio, come home for dinner. Um, you know, for, so for me, I still have a little bit of normalcy despite what, what's happening. That's yeah. I mean, yeah, at least you're able to, like I said, we're able, we're, you and I are the same to where we can always go out and we're still able to have, I mean, obviously right. doing everything the right way, but we're at least able to see people. So what is channel, who, you know, as far as channel 17, CBS, what makes them, what makes them different? What makes them separate themselves from the pack? What would you say people here in the triangle so, are going to tune into the, cha- the news? What's going to bring them to you guys? So I, when I, when I was brought in, um, it was sort of a revamp. Um, they decided to get a new studio and, and have a new, a new vision for what CBS 17 was going to be. And I would just say that, you know, I feel like we're more, I'm not knocking any of the other stations. I have friends at all of them. Um, you know, but we're a little faster paced. Um, you know, I, I feel like we have a little fresher of a look. Um, we've got some magnificent reporters, some of the best storytellers um, that we work with. We have, um, uh, you know, I just think that we offer a, a unique, a unique perspective. We do a digging deeper. Um, you know, we really try to find not just the story on the surface, but you know, what's underneath it, you know, what can we do? For instance, we have this incredible reporter named Crystal Price. She's our, our Durham uh, bureau reporter and she for a year now has been uncovering these stories about the Durham Housing Authority and how these people were living in carbon monoxide there was a huge crisis and nobody knew and Crystal uncovered this amazing story to help these people I mean it was you know she got them she was able to take it to the CEO and they were able to move those people out put them in a hotel until they could fix it and there are still problems that she's reporting on you know leaky pipes broken stoves I mean um, you know, so that's sort of what we do is we, we go for the deeper story and we work to try to help people, um, that are struggling and bring it to the forefront. That's cool. That's cool. I think mm-hmm. I actually saw that on yesterday's news. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm in tune. I'm in tune. All right. Good. So I'm going to have some rapid, yeah. uh, rapid questions for you here. Okay. All right. What's the most interesting story you covered? You may have already touched on that, but what's the most interesting? Uh, the very first story I ever did was about a goat show. Ask my husband about it. So embarrassing. We'll do that. Okay. Coolest place you've been to cover news? Uh, ooh. Um, I went to New York and covered some stories there in Washington, D.C. as well. Um, yeah. Have you interviewed a president? You know what? I haven't. But I have interviewed Dolly Parton, which well, that, I feel like is a president. Yeah. Well, I was going to get to that next question because I was going to say who's the coolest person you've interviewed. So other than Dolly Parton. Because I mean, we've already seen um, who's the other, who's the coolest, other than being on the Super Tour podcast. Because I know that's gonna be high up in your pecking order. Jack, Vanna White. Um, I've talked to like Taylor Swift and Justin Timberlake and Tom Cruise when I was living in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, Tom I could Cruise, go on for days. That's cool. But Do- yeah, but Dolly Parton is like up here. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I saw your interview. I think was it because she just had a birthday. I think it was. So she did, that. 75th. All right, so give me some Anchorman moments. Anybody ever throw anything on the teleprompter? Anything you've done on air? Oh, my gosh. Something we can YouTube? No, but I have this. So there are a couple out there, but one of my So when I lived in Arkansas, everything goes back to Arkansas. I don't know if you remember this man. Same with us. We have he a was lot of going around. I know, right? He was going around and... <laughs> 
I can't even say it. Sucking on women's toes at the shoe store. Yes. I cannot make this up. You can Google this. The first time I said it, I was completely fine. The second time I had to talk about this toe sucker being caught, I lost it and was laughing so hard. I couldn't even get through the rest of the show. It was, it was it, just one of those moments. Is there something where can we find that? Is that on YouTube or anything? I don't know if you can find that one. There is another one where my co-anchor, oh, bless his heart, Craig Cannon, he he retired. He's funny. If you Google him, you'll see him. He lost his teeth in the middle of a broadcast. That was before my time. But anyway, he was doing this story about this man who escaped police custody. And he literally says on TV, but he can't get very far because he only has one leg. <laughs> and... I was supposed to read and I just stopped. And so Craig starts talking and then I start, and then we just both start laughing. That's on YouTube yeah. somewhere. Do you write your own, <laughs> like, how, you know, on the, when you read the teleprompter, is that written for you or do you write that? So the producers write it, but we always go in and change it. it so that it's, so, right, so that it's, it sounds like something coming it's from It's not me. a surprise or something, so you can say, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't do surprises. Right. So you, th this could be a, you know, opening a question, but I always like to ask people where they want it. Where do you see yourself in five years with your career? I mean, hopefully it's still here in Raleigh. Funny. Do you have, an, you have larger aspirations? I know you just got a master's, correct? I did. I just, uh, in December, I graduated with my master's in criminal justice, um, which was a nice long two years, but totally worth it. Um, you know, before I had Turner, my daughter, she's now 11, um, I would have said, I want to go to the network, I want to be in New York. Um, but after we had her, our goals sort of changed. We wanted to live in a place that was family friendly, that, you know, gave her lots of opportunities, gave us what we wanted as well. Um, and we found that here in Raleigh. We, it's, you know, we've got the beaches, we've got the mountains, we've got great friends, we live in a fantastic neighborhood. My daughter loves school. Um and so, honestly, if 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 we stay, this could be our forever place. And um, you know, my family's all in Texas, and we love them. Um, we love to visit them, <laughs> but we, you know, it's always just been us three. And so, we really hope that this is our final stop. That's very very cool. I hope so. we hope so too. Um, so, going back to broadcasting, if anybody's watching this or listening, and they want to get into broadcasting, what would be the best advice you'd give them to start that track? I would say the first thing you need to do is find an internship, find your local TV station and um, just work the hands on experience is probably the best. I mean, you learn the, the, the other side of it in school, but to really know how this business works, you just need to get into a newsroom. And I'm just going to tell you, you're going to be poor when you start out. My first job, I made $17,000 a year, 17,000. I was so poor. It reminds me of coaching. Right. And so, I mean, you have to be willing to make the sacrifice, um, sacrifices that come along with being in television. People think it's like this glamorous job and it's not. I mean, we're journalists. We're not fashion models. I cannot tell you how many complaints we get about the clothes we wear, or the way our hair looks a certain day. Um, you know, it all comes down to that we're journalists and we're storytellers. And um, if you want to be in this business, uh, find an internship or find a mentor, find somebody, you know, if somebody's watching and listening to me and, and, and they're interested, contact me. All my contact information is online. I'd be happy to help you, assist you, introduce you to people. It's all about who you know in this business. And um, so, yeah, it's, so that's it's, my advice. It's very, I mean, what, how you describe that, 
obviously before I got into real estate with my mom and the team in 06, my aspirations was to be a division one head basketball coach, which obviously mm-hmm. led me to Arkansas at Watchtaw Baptist. And similar scenario, people see all the high major, all the big coaches that make seven figure contracts and they just think that's it. And it's so far from the truth as far as where you start. And I mean, I have great stories. And really the ultimate reason for Leslie and I to move home was, am I ready to move five times in five years to chase this? And the answer was no. Exactly. So I got to experience yeah. it. I got to touch it. At the same time, family and value life trumped that. But it's very similar to that. So, all right, last question, then we'll get to the local beer of the week. I okay. like this question. What is the best advice you've ever received and by who? Oh, Okay, that's a hard one. You put me on the spot. I should have gotten these questions ahead of no, time. Oh, see, I'm on the other side of the table um, today, baby. That's, that was the whole, I like this. I know. I'm not, now I feel bad for all the people that I have to interview. Um, the best <laughs> advice, uh, you know, I would say everyone always told me just to be myself. I mean, and, and that was from my professors. And they always said, don't try to be, you know, a Katie Couric, don't try to be, you know, don't try to be anybody else, just be who you are. And that's what will make you successful. And um, I would say that I've been really lucky that I've, I've, I've got a beautiful family. I have a job that I love. I have friends that I love. And so I feel extremely blessed to just, just have done that and been true to me the whole time. Cool. That was a good answer. Good answer. All right. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the Super Turf Podcast. It's been great to even get to know you a little bit more with your career and helping let people hear that. Um, again, if you guys want to check out Angela on her evening noons, what, what time's your broadcast? So I'm Monday through Friday from 5 to 6.30. And then again at 11, check us out. Even if you're loyal to another station, I think that you will like what you see. Um, you know, we, we really do have a great product. And, you know, reach out to me if you've got questions. Just don't complain about what I'm wearing. That will not be nice. All right, we'll make sure <laughs> of that. All right, give me one second. I'm going to sign off for a second. But really, we're not signing off. I'm just for the podcast for the audio version. I'm going to take a quick second, guys. Uh Quick break here, and on the other side, we're going to wrap up the Super Turp Podcast featuring the local beer of the week. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing in the triangle, Michael Turbot with the Ida Turbot Group, Coldwell Banker HPW, will put you in position to win. With almost 15 years of real estate experience, Michael and his team will help navigate you through the real estate transaction from beginning to end, always putting your best interest first. In today's competitive real estate market, now more than ever, selecting the real estate professional to assist you with your biggest investment is vital. Please contact Michael Turbot today to find out more on what he and his team do to separate themselves from the rest and help you accomplish your real estate goals. Remember, who you work with matters, and Michael looks forward to hearing from you soon. And welcome back to the Super Turb Podcast. I'm your host again, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert with the Ida Turbot Group, Codal Banker, HPW, a.k.a. Super Turb, a.k.a. Coach Turb. And I'm here for my final segment, my local beer of the week. As you know, I love beer. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to taste it since January 4th, but I still want to feature it. So <laughs> instead of a local beer today, I'm going to do kind of what I did last week. I'm going to feature a great brewery that you can check out. If you haven't been there, and of course, I'm going to post and tag. And maybe you can let me know, Angela, I'm sure you guys have been there, but Compass Rose Brewery in Raleigh. Have you mm-hmm. been there? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Compass Rose Brewery, guys. It's an awesome spot. It's been there since 2015. It's kind of near Gresham Lake area and Capitol Boulevard. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got a tap room of over 5,500 square feet. It's dog friendly. Now, of course, this was obviously with COVID, things may have changed. So you may want to call ahead to make sure, but uh, it's dog friendly. They've had food trucks, they have live music. And I believe they have over, I mean, they have uh, local, um, other local breweries on tap, as well as some that you could take growlers home. Um, so go check them out. Uh, they're a great, I mean, we've had great experiences there. Um, so again, I'm going to put them in the, in the post here, as well as I always like to tag my friends at Taylor's Wine Shop off Six Forks Road, North Raleigh, north of uh, 540 off um uh, off Six Forks, across my old stomping ground, subdivision of Pannonia. Back then, Angela, they were, it was actually Variety Pickup. And then Taylor's. Ah. Now, Taylor's is a great place, guys, to check in. Um, and they have great wine, as well as all the local beer that we're talking about, craft beer. So go by and see them. Pick them up. But, again, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, till next week, guys, again, it's Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert with the Attic Turbot Group, Coldwell Banker, HPW, a.k.a. Super Turbot. And remember... Who you work with matters. I'll see you next week. Thanks, Angela. <laughs> thanks. And thanks for listening to the Super Tar Podcast. If you can, please leave a review and subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it.